Yo, what's going on, guys? We are here already. Girlfriends better come over and shower. But yeah, definitely interesting day. And we're going to get right into it. Thank you for joining us. Back to the normal time. And we went a different time because my girlfriend showed up. Like she, she was moving in. So I had to be a good Samaritan, a good boyfriend. And say what up to her. You know, help her move in. She's actually going to be here any minute to take a shower at my place. But I hope you guys do have a great day. The NBA has been slow, but we have a few little things that we can talk about regarding the NBA. And I think it'll be interesting. Waiting for our boy jackson to join us it is friday august 6 9 31 in the morning all right and i hope you guys do have a great day because you know what in 12 hours or not even 12 hours you know in eight hours it's gonna be the weekend so let's go into this weekend strong because you know what you gotta enjoy every day you have on this earth because every day could be your last so let's get into some news i'm gonna wait for jackson to join us and I think, hey, what up, big dog? So, not much, just hanging out, living life, killing, dreaming. I don't know. But I do want to say the NBA is so goddamn boring right now. Man, I, I slept through my alarm again. And yeah. um, it was one of those days where I was just like, it's like, it reminded me of when you go to class, your uh -huh. teacher isn't there, uh -huh. and you you know he's going, but you're just like there's that sliver of hope, like maybe, just maybe, something happens, and that's how I felt like about five minutes ago. No, I completely you. understand you, <laughs> but it's Friday, so I'm chilling. <laughs> You found my dog. So my dog, <laughs> my girlfriend just showed up and my dog is literally having like the biggest tweet fest. And it is the cutest thing ever. Yeah, your dog's bugging. <laughs> She's having so much fun. Jasmine, calm down. Oh, Nick, you're fine. Yeah, you're good, babe. Either way, you find anything interesting this past weekend or past weekday, I guess you could say interesting. What's up, Josh? <laughs> Euro. Yeah, I know. I guess my name is officially Euro. <laughs> and uh, Max, I, I don't think my girlfriend wants to be shown right now, but thank you. What's up? Oh, you want to come on? Up, she, my girlfriend did say she can. She did Let's just go. wake up. <laughs> say hi. It's, I don't know where I look. Um, you look around. What's up? She's there. How many, how many people we got in here? <laughs> Jolts up to like 10. Jolts up to 10, yeah. <laughs> Show us your tits. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was the move? The move was good. Uh, Joshua says hello. <laughs> she says. <laughs> your own girlfriend. <laughs> and... No, the move was good. You know, we just had to build some Ikea furniture. So that was the, yeah, go for it. And uh, it's cool. And like right now, you know, she's just dealing with the basic stuff, like no shower curtains. So she's just showering at my place and just stupid shit like that. Not stupid shit, just normal moving in stuff. So just assisting her and then helping her dad. Nothing, nothing too crazy. She just came over to shower because they don't have Wi-Fi or a shower curtain yet. So. Yeah, it's always the worst. 
Yeah. And like, I'm not moving. I'm, I'm living in the same place for a second year. Did you move every year in college? I lived in the same year three and four. And then for my fifth year, I moved. Oh, you're, oh yeah. Cause you, you took a year off. So, oh, so I'm what, how old are you? Dude, I'm turning 23. I remember I yeah, graduated. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm your age. Yeah. You're, you're turning 23, right? I was just curious if you're 23 yet. Yeah. yeah. I turned 23 in November, November 11th, 11, 11, 99. Wow. You're destined for something. (laughs) Yeah. All same birthday as Leonardo DiCaprio, except 24 years. Oh, word. Nice. Yeah. But what's your birthday? (laughs) My birthday was like last week. (laughs) Why didn't you tell me how people waited? You turned 23 or 22? Yeah, it was July 26th. It was actually when I was on the trip. (laughs) I didn't tell anybody. I took it out of all my shit. Oh no! I hate I hate birthdays. I hate birthdays. I think like I personally hate birthdays. I find it really depressing. Like I get sad on my birthday. Yeah, I don't. Luckily, I wasn't sad, but I uh, yeah, I hate birthdays too. Well, I don't. I always tell people don't do anything. Don't do anything for my birthday. It's just another. It's another day. It's just another day for me. I'm not one of those people that like goes like switching up the hats. You should put an Orioles hat on. I don't have one. Orioles are like the sixth best team in the nation. Uh, Orioles, I just picked up one of their players. We're both 23. Well, I'm 22. I'm turning 23. He's like four months older than me. Yeah, I am. Yeah, he's four months older than me. <laughs> Damn straight. But I, the reason I get, I don't get sad actually on my birthday. I actually did get sad this past year, but that was just because I had like a terrible birthday. Like I got like no gifts. No one called me. Like my parents <laughs> didn't call me till 10 p.m. at night. Like I, oh. nor did my sisters. No, I think my only person who called me was my little sister. No one else called me. No, it's like 16 uh, candles. Yeah, dude, it was, it was, it was actually sad. And I was just there. I was like, so everyone just forgot about me. No one cares. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's so shitty. <laughs> yeah, dude. And like then my parents called me at like 10. They're like, oh, they're, oh, they're like, how are you doing? I was like, oh, thanks for calling me. Like you couldn't call me before work. Couldn't shoot me a text. Yeah, I should <laughs> just shoot them a text. <laughs> like, uh, so do you at least have a girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, no, I've been with my girlfriend like three years. Yeah, she was, she was there. Um, she was fine. She that. was fine. It, it, she was there. It was just other stuff. You any roommates? Yeah, but like I'm not gonna go to my up to my roommates and be like, "Hey, bud, it's my birthday," you know? Like, yeah. it was actually like it was super cool. Not like no one being in New Hampshire, no one knew it was my birthday. Once it, no one called me. If that makes you feel like nobody called me, no one wished me happy birthday. Um, but like my mom and dad knew I was I was in the mountains. But um, <laughs> but your mom and dad were aware. Hey, yeah, they both texted me, but I don't. <laughs> It was, was kind of cool. It was just like cool, like like going through a, like your birthday and no one knows it's your birthday, and so you don't hear the words "Happy Birthday," which can I guess be kind of sad. But I flipped it. My birthdays aren't shitty anymore. They used to be shitty, so they're all good now. Birthdays are. All, I just don't like birthdays. I just. Um... It's a good good day to like treat yourself to like something like a nice Andy's frozen custard oh 100 percent. i mean two years ago i went to arby's for my birthday lunch oh word it was terrible yeah. but like yeah hello <laughs> <laughs> there arby's will do that uh but i do want to say the i don't i haven't had a birthday party since i was 10 years old 
Damn, that's a pretty late or early end to birthday parties. Yeah, I haven't Isn't had. It, yeah, I don't. I, I haven't had a grab party. I don't have parties for myself. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Oh, man, grad party was like. I know I'm missing out on some cash too with a grad party, like yeah. with family. I'm looking out on some bands. For All sure, my family but... live in a different country, so I've never seen the purpose of having. Oh a party. wow! So oh, like, shit. yeah. So like having, a... and I don't like having parties for myself. That's not. Hey, dude, it's so weird. Like. It's funny because we make YouTube videos, but like I don't like unnecessary attention if I don't like I'll like I'll throw a, the scary truth about the Warriors signing Montrez Harrell, but yeah, yeah. birthday, it's like whoa. <laughs> I'll literally make more videos on my birthday. Yeah, than, right. Than it's grind time. For, I don't know. I just don't yeah, I just don't like uh just being I don't know, yeah, like I don't like parties for myself. I really don't like it. I like any, I guess, like like you said, it's kind of ironic because one would say we're narcissistic because yeah, we make you. We make I love you. watching my videos. Yeah. I freaking love it, dude. You need to watch uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent, Nick Cage's movie, because it's a movie <sighs> making fun of himself. And there's a part oh, of the really? yeah, and a part of the movie they show him in bed watching his own movies. Oh <laughs> like he's God. he's like what, trying to fall asleep and he's watching Con Air. I would do the same thing, 100%. And it's just so funny because he's, like, emotional watching himself in an emotional scene. Oh, my God. And it's just so funny because he's just making fun of, like, a narcissistic actor. Yeah. That's but, funny. I was just talking to a girl about how we both don't like Nick Cage. Wow, okay. This, so I won't this, be seeing the movie, but... So this show has ended. This show, our, <laughs> our friendship or it has ended. I, I don't want to speak to you. I'm actually quite a big Nick Cage fan. I can tell. I fucking love Nick Cage, man. You're missing out on so many good movies. Just like Adam Sandler. They're just both a little overrated. It's fine, Adam Sandler is definitely overrated. Adam Sandler's just goofy movies. <laughs> Cage fan here too. My buddy John would he would love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I agree, Aaron. Not all his stuff is good. A lot of his new films are independent artsy films. Also, they make fun cool. in the the new film. They make fun that he went broke and that he's taking gigs left and right, and like he's oh. like having he has a therapist, and they're like, some might say you're overworking. He's like, it's he's like somebody doesn't complain about a guy who goes to nine and five every day. He's like. He's like, why are they complaining about Nick? You're making too many movies, Nick. Why are you doing all this? You're working too much. Oh, this, this is my job. This is my career. <laughs> it's just yeah. so funny. True. But Adam Sandler is a pretty funny. Yeah. Adam Sandler has a, go a good few ones. I like, like the goofy ones. Oh, the goofy ones are good. And also, my girlfriend has gotten me into like a bunch of rom coms. I love rom-coms. Oh my god, it's my favorite genre of movie. I don't know if you're being sarcastic right now. I the Notebook's a top five movie of all. That's time. not a rom-com. That's a drama. That's a, just a, a chick flick. Tomato, tomato. Um, ten things I hate about you. Top ten movie. things I hate about you is great. What women it's want? Top movie. Great. Um, What's another great rom-com, Nikki? I've watched a rom-com like two nights. What? Since my last girlfriend. <laughs> oh, two nights stand with Miles Teller. Oh, that sounds. I love Miles Teller. He, Jackson just said he loves Miles Teller. Nikki, my girlfriend, my girlfriend <laughs> loves. Cool. My, my girlfriend also was on the Miles Teller wave before anyone else, and she would oh, yeah. like. To so she saw. Ask her if she saw that. What's that movie with um the girl from? Fuck, he's an alcoholic. He's like a teenager. Miles alcoholic. Teller alcoholic movie. Teenager with, the girl with from, um. Oh, 
Fuck. Spectacular now. I think that is it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Yes. Ex girlfriend of Eric Rogers. Fucking ex. God damn it, idiot. Is it good? Spectacular now. She said that she loves that movie. Yeah, he's good in that. He's like this cool, edgy, alcoholic. Dude, I never watched Miles Teller until I saw War Dogs with uh, my girlfriend and my old roommates. And I got to tell you, I really fuck with Miles Teller. I know, like, everyone's on his bandwagon now because... Right now, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Top Gun. But he he definitely seems like a cool guy. Supposedly, he's, like, really hard to work with, though. Like, he's very intense. Damn. I'll take I'll take intense. I don't like douches. Hopefully no, no, he's not a douche. He's just okay. there. He's kind of like there an Edward go. Norton, where he's just very. He takes his oh, shit serious. Edward Norton like, like that. Oh, dude, Aaron Norton's known for being difficult to work with, and that's why oh, you haven't yeah. seen him in more movies because he's is <laughs> like in the past few years, like supposedly people don't like working with Edward Norton because he's kind of not oh. like a dick, but he's like intense. Fight clubs right up his alley then. Have you seen um, American History X where it's like partially filmed in black and white and it's about how Edward Norton's a former neo-Nazi and oh, he he, got, he returns from jail and he tries to prevent his younger brother from becoming a neo-Nazi? Great movie, but I remember a girl in one of my writing classes that she thought Edward Norton was so sexy as a Nazi. I was just like, Whoa. this is something you probably don't share with people. <laughs> I was just like, I was yeah, like that one you keep with yourself. <laughs> like, I think everybody will live better knowing you're. Everybody will live better. <laughs> Either way, let's talk about some stuff. I don't know if you follow. Do you follow Eurobasket? You're the only Euro I know. Oh, thank you, buddy. So, supposedly. Nikola Jovic, Omar Yurda Seven, and Alexei Pokovetsky were all denied from being allowed to play in the Eurobasket for their respective teams. Omar mm-hmm. with Omar with Turkey yeah. and Jovic and Poku with Serbia. Is, and who's Poku with? Serbia. But is he on the he's on the Thunder, right? Yeah, yeah, he's with the Thunder. Yeah, I'm, I understand the Heat one a hundred percent because they were on a tight shit. We talked about that recently, but yeah. the Thunder one kind of surprised me. I think it's just co- it's very common with guys because Giannis is playing and all the vets are playing. But I think it's very common with younger guys. You just don't play them because you don't. If you're still on your rookie deal, you don't want them to get hurt because people don't realize any injury that takes you out for a while during while you're on your rookie contract really stunts your growth. Oh yeah, it makes sense. So I think that's more of the primary reason they're they're doing it. But I think the the whole situation's interesting because I mean, I'm going to watch some of the ba- Eurobasket because for the first time we're going to see Nikola Jokic, the Joker playing. We're going to see, you know, Giannis and like Nick, you know, Greece basketball France. Like isn't Joel Embiid playing for France? Oh, oh. I thought like, he was from yeah. Africa. He is, he is, but Cameroon, you, it goes down to like me, you know, like I could play for like eight national teams. You can oh, like now, because my grandfather was born in Yugoslavia, but he was uh, born in Macedonia, but raised in Serbia. I could play for Macedonia or Serbia. I could also play for Italy. My great grandfather is also from Basque country, France, which means I could play for France or Basque country, or I could really petition and play for Spain. Then I could also play for Argentina, Italy, or America. Damn. Because of all my like, I have all family from there. So like, my just... great 
grandpa is from Italy. Can I play for Italy? Yeah, you can play for Italy. Ooh. I could also technically play for Turkey because my family comes from the Ottoman Empire, too. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So I could play for, like, anybody. That's why I always joke around. I was like, I need to get good at basketball, play for the 3v3 3v3 team in the Olympics. Just join whichever this is shittiest basketball team, 3v3 squad. You know, golfer actually did that last he um applied for citizenship he moved to a different country that had easier because in golf olympics you only get i forget what it is like four per country uh -huh. and so he <laughs> he got to a citizenship in some random fucking country <laughs> so the competition was easier i would do it i so my girlfriend's into gymnastics and i never really watched gymnastics until this past olympics and dude i would so like if i have you seen the what's that jump trampoline time is it called trampoline? The one that they jump on the trampoline super high. Yeah, aerobic gymnastics. They're like on the, they're on this like trampoline that they're jumping. <laughs> they just do flips. Oh wow! And they jump like like 40, 50 feet in the air, and they're just flipping, <laughs> like twirling. And I, I remember because like it would be like three, four in the morning, and we'd just be watching. We'd be like, "This is amazing." <laughs> just hit the dab, watch some Olympics. Damn. Literally, what was the Olympics this year? Or last year. The Olympics were last summer. Oh, man, I'd love nothing more than just like smoke a J and watch some random shit on the Olympics right now. Well, in November, you get to watch them in Cater um, or Qatar. Not Cater. Cater. <laughs> Cater. Cater. No, that's how they say it on the pat back. If you show as a joke, they're like Cater. Oh, my God. Wait, <laughs> holy shit. Some breaking news just broke. Michael Scott on Hoops Hype. The Lakers had conversations about joining the Jazz and Knicks a few weeks ago in a potential three-team trade, league sources tell. The proposed trade would include Russell Westbrook going to the Utah Jazz and being bought out. Utah would send Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks and a combination of two players, Patrick Beverly and Jordan Clarkson, or Boyan Bogdanovich or Malik Beasley to the Lakers. Jazz would receive significant draft picks from the Lakers and Knicks. The Knicks would have to part ways with salary fillers such as either Derrick Rose or Evan Fournier in a such deal yeah something on twitter like right before it it would be cool i mean lakers i want pat bev and malik beasley yeah i'd be or would be you want boy on i think, don't think mitchell goes to the next i don't think that's happening yeah it, it seemed like it was dead in the water but according to multiple nba executives who spoke to the jazz about trading mitchell utah is seeking as many draft picks as possible and is not prioritizing win now players utah is looking to land a bigger haul for mitchell than rudy gobert that netted them four first round picks and a 22 first rounder and walker kessler and there's a belief that they'll, it'll take five or six first round picks to land mitchell yeah i don't i mean new york's got the picks so. yeah and so lakers have two picks i really like the idea of pat bev and malik beasley Pat Bev would be perfect, yeah. And then Malik Beasley's perfect, just a, a guy who shoots hella threes. Yeah, they need that. I just, like, I know Boyan would be nice, but Malik has the better deal. And I think Malik arguably is the most reliable health-wise. And then I like Jordan Clarkson, but he's just such a negative defense. Like, at least Malik Beasley's like a body. Jordan Clarkson just does not play defense. Yeah, he doesn't. I guess they need bench scoring, but. Uh, that's Malik, what Malik, Malik. Nice. yeah yeah or you could argue that pat bev, uh, pat bev could run the second unit but i would start pat bev yeah and it would fix their point guard problem 
they'd stagger him fine. I saw. I thought it was so funny that Darvin Ham has more power this year to bench a player. Like, fuck, you're a coach. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even. What's? I thought that would just been every coach. I I didn't understand it at all. I got rid of my nail. What do you think Donovan Mitchell's even gonna be traded? Yeah. Oh, you're leaving? Yeah. Oh yeah. Give me one second. Um give me one second. Do you see that? Oh. Damn, I like when Serial goes out of the mic so I can talk about random shit and then right when he walks up into the mic, I can pretend that we were talking Give about Give me one second, I gotta grab something. Oh, right now. So, this weekend, I think I'm going to play golf twice. Um, one time, I'm going to play today with my buddies, I think, back where I used to live. And then um, I'm going to go play golf with my lawyer on Sunday, which is kind of cool because it's like my ex-girlfriend's best friend's boyfriend. So, like, all I do is just win. So that's kind of cool. Probably going to get some shooters, get pretty drunk. But um, in other news, I know no one cares, but this is like my second to last weekend here in Chicago, Illinois. So it's kind of sad, but, you know, new chapter. It's actually not that sad, but I will miss my mom and I will miss my cat. And so I'll miss that. But, um, wow, I do this for a living and I don't know what to talk about. Is anyone here? Let me see if anyone is here. My guess is two people are here. And I'm going to guess it's Aaron and Josh. Sorry about that. I had to give yeah, her. The Knicks, you know, we'll see what the Knicks decide to do. But, like, based on everything I just said, I don't think you know, oh, one person. No, no, I, what are you talking about? The oh, I think with the whole Knicks thing, I think it's interesting to look at because Pat Bev, like Aaron said, would be perfect for the Lakers. I, like it actually sounds like a good D. It's the scrappy defensive point guard they need. And LeBron can't control him, but he's going to be that defensive dog that and, you know, we'll go. You want Aaron to call in? Yeah, should we get Aaron in here? <laughs> yeah, let me I think I private chat him. Uh, I I, I want to see how I privately message him. Ooh. Oh, wait, wait. Actually, no. Aaron, check your Twitter. That's what I do. You text it to me. I tweet it, and then I go on Twitter. I copy it and put it in Google because it doesn't work on Safari. I was, at, I was about to look at something. Oh, dude, my Warriors video yesterday, I made a Trez vid. Uh-huh, how did you do? Um, 31.6, not too bad. I said Aaron. You should click in. Football was on last night, and I freaking fell asleep. I didn't even watch any of it. I was at a Mexican restaurant drinking a massive peach margarita, and I saw it to the left. It was like 21-0, and I was like, I'm not watching this bullshit. I only watched it because I cover the Raiders. 
21-0. Let's go. Look at that beard. The king. How you guys doing? Not much, man. Let's go. Look at that beard. The king. Oh, we got Hold on. I got to mute myself. All right, all right, Aaron. I don't know if so. First off, I like I like the the setup you have. Nice little area you're in, of, and also open air beard gang. Light. Got the beard gang. So, what do you want to talk about, man? And let's let's hear what shot. Any thoughts you want to share? Let's go. We go through audio difficulties. Let's take a minute to present our sponsor. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Serio and I. Low-key, I've been loving these clips, dude. The Pistons video almost has like a thousand views. Is it actually? Yeah. <laughs> I quoted it on my page because I have a good amount of Pistons fans, so I knew that would do a little bit, but I didn't get it 700 views, but <laughs> hopefully. All right, so I'm unmuted, but now I can't hear you guys, so. Oh. Yeah, I had to get it. We had, it, was, it was looping, and then and there's a delay, so I had to, I was like, oh, crap, I had to figure that out. <laughs> Uh, all right, now how do I get to hear you guys through this? This is gonna be weird. Probably somewhere in settings. Speakers. All right. Yeah, I, I just, I'm not hearing you guys. Can you hear us? Speaker. Hmm. I'm trying. Mike. I want to go right. on YouTube. Yeah. You can just click the um, audio and unaudio it. Yeah, wait. I assume you have your YouTube tab closed. Interesting. I'm trying to figure this out. Oh, so, that's why. Can you hear I don't us? Know you, do. uh, you hear us? Aaron. Technology unsavvy. He's a tech guy. Trey Young sucks. Trey Young sucks. <laughs> right, I think I figured it out. Oh, shit. You got it? <laughs> yep. Yep. Sorry, it took a second. No, you're good. Jackson over here was yelling, Trey Young sucks is getting your attention. Well, yeah, I, I, I heard it through the, uh, the uh, uh, you know, the eco, right? <laughs> so things are just coming in. I'm like, oh, something's going on. Someone's saying something really stupid right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How are you doing, I, uh, Aaron? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, this is this is my office. It's That's awesome. not bad. I, I, I work from home. I'm a software engineer. Mm, uh, I remember you telling us. Good yeah, it's so a 20 by 20 that's that's hooked up to the house. Oh, shit. It's a decent yeah. amount of space, yeah. It, it looks awesome. I love, like, the, the slope oh, yeah. behind it, you with the natural light. Yeah, it's built to look like the house. The house is, is kind of retro 70s, but it's, uh, it is like a Hollywood mansion, but it's very old, so it's kind of funny. Dang, and it's and it's a mill in South Georgia, so it doesn't fit any of any of the area. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, like, though, man. Oh yeah, you drive by and he has all this glass, and everybody's like, "Holy Ooh. crap! I wonder what's in there." It's like nothing. It's just <laughs> <laughs> so just a bunch of hawk shit. So what's been on your mind, Aaron? <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm excited. I don't know why I'm so excited for the season to start back up again, but I am. I'm I'm probably gonna watch every preseason. Hey. I feel that man. I feel that. Yeah. With there, nobody's injured. Like no, everyone's literally. coming back. There you go. That's you're so right. I know Eurobasket's about to start, so injuries could you know pop up on that front. But I am intrigued to see 
it, it's wild that, like you just said, there's no injuries. And this is like a first. I feel like every year we have one guy blow his Achilles, blow his ACL yep. while training. Yep. And then he's going to yeah. be out for the next year. And you're like, well, that team's going to suck and it's not their fault. But no, the Clips mm. should be 100%, uh, which I know that's a big one. I'm not a huge Clippers fan. In fact, I think it's the, one of the lamest franchises on the planet, but they have a good team. They have a good team. <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. I mean, I, at this point, they should rebrand to the Anaheim Clippers when they move. <laughs> hey, Seattle's super songs so you come back too, man. There's they a do lot and they will. Yeah. They will. We'll get you Seattle and we'll get – We'll get Vegas, I would say, in the next three years. I think it'll happen right around the, the new agreement. You guys think Vegas is going to happen? I feel like 100%. with all – I don't know. Look, look at what's happening with the Raiders. I think the Raiders have had the most criminal uh, like most criminal charges against their players out of any NFL team since they moved to Las Vegas. And I know one could say that because, is because of John Gruden, Mike Mayock, drafted maybe some undesirable characters. But if you look at the last time the NBA had the lost uh, all-star game in Las Vegas, I think it was over 500 people were arrested that weekend. Wow. That's a lot of people. <laughs> it is a lot yeah. Of people. And people <laughs> believe that the NBA is skeptical to go to Las Vegas. Obviously, they want to go for the money, but it's because basketball, unlike other sports, brings in um, all peoples from all groups more often. And they say that like because of L.A. being so close – during the All-Star weekend, a lot of gang members drove up to Las Vegas from L.A. And there was, like, a lot of gang presence in L.A. I mean, Las Vegas. That's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. All the, uh, like, human trafficking and sex trafficking and that side of the world just, like, terrifies the shit out of me. No, it, I would it, hate it, to be a girl in Los Angeles. Right it now. is. I, I have two daughters, too. And so it, it terrifies me when they play too close to the, the uh, street. You know, you're like, uh, you know, all it takes is that one – jerk to come by and, and and i got to go shoot somebody it's crazy because like 10 game. years ago this is not yeah like even a thought yeah like, yeah oh yeah you have the mavericks game where that girl literally went to the bathroom told hey dad i'm going to the bathroom yeah. at halftime and they fucking trafficked her trafficked her from the game and he had yeah. like stole he had fake like counterfeit tickets and did they ever like, find her they did find her, but she was in a – and they're suing the hotel and they're suing American Airlines really? Arena and the Dallas Mavericks because she was at a hotel that the guy rented out two floors and no one thought anything of it. Bro. And they rejected room service and they were it's moving like that her Vegas room to room. shooting two shit. Floors. So I guess that's so screaming wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, yeah. fuck. And, and <laughs> they're like suing the hotel Damn. because they're like this is a blatant sign of something weird. People don't rent out two floors and tell you no. don't room service yeah so it, it, and Man. they found her because they found like ads on like craigslist and shit oh my goodness dude Jeez. yeah it's fucking so fucked up, up man. dude if you watch think about go watch avici um like any music video avici produced before he died they're all about sex trafficking and human trafficking really all of them are about it it's crazy like, he's like that he's against them. it yeah that he's he like exposing the shit in the music videos but like when if you listen to the song you can't tell unless you watch the music video you're like holy shit someone's getting trafficked in this music video and the lyrics make total sense yeah wow i did not know that and yeah, I was just that's why he died in my opinion you know yeah. i'm a big conspiracy guy no, um, i think 
it's weird that we live in a modern society with cameras everywhere and just that and like it's still like i feel like don't they say today we have more slaves than ever before like in yeah so modern slavery does still exist sex trafficking is very big especially over in europe it still happens here in in america too but it's generally if i'm not mistaken it's it's south of the border that they pull people down and it's anybody who's like anywhere near where they can grab you and just put you in a truck you're done yeah that's why they say San Diego and like uh, South Padre Island, all those like little Texas, Arizona, California yep. cities that are right like an hour away from the border. You got to be careful because like you hear every year a story of someone. Oh, my, this- my daughter would be gone already if I was, lived down there. She dresses up like Harley Quinn every five seconds. There's only seven. I'm like, no, honey, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Some bad people out there. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's fucked. It, it's, it's just crazy to think that there's just evil people in this world. And it's just like I'm still trying to get my kids to understand it. It's like this world's full of evil, you know, and it's full of evil. Every yeah, around every every around every smile, you know, there's yeah, there's right. at least half of them that, that that are bad, you know. And it's I'm not saying that there's that many bad people. It's just mm-hmm. it's you don't know. You know, a, a guy can smile at you, and he Jeffrey Dahmer, right? When he like a really yeah. person, and he was yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you know, it's terrifying. Yeah, but my in basketball world. <laughs> <laughs> no, ba- yeah, let's get back to basketball. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, but look, I, I can go on tangents with you guys just as quick. I, I, yeah. I love talking. <laughs> I love hearing you guys talk, but uh, but basketball's important too. You know. <laughs> So with, I think the, let's go over to the Atlanta Hawks. Cause I know you're an Atlanta fan. Oh yeah. Sorry guys. I am an Atlanta <laughs> fan. <laughs> I do know them very well. You've really helped so, me turn the leaf on my thoughts I on love- the Atlanta Hawks. I'm definitely rooting for them and I'm definitely rooting for Trigger Trey. Yeah. Dude, I want Trey. The problem with the Hawks and it, this is just honest, honest truth is we have a bad rep. You know, we, we've not treated our stars very well. Dominique, we traded him in his prime. Uh, it, we, uh, we don't win, you know, we don't get close and we're not a small market. So it doesn't make any sense why someone wouldn't at least invest in the Hawks. I mean, Atlanta's big and we're like, what, we're, we're the East coast Hollywood now. Yeah. Oh, really? The fifth yeah. biggest city in America, sixth oh, biggest wow. city in America, right behind yeah. like Phoenix. Yep. And we have the big, we have the biggest, uh, airport in, in, in the entire oh, world. Really? So. Great yeah, airport. So, yeah. Uh, so it's there's no reason why we can't have stars come or want to come, but it's that that we haven't already won, and a lot of people don't want to be that person that has to force it, you know. Like uh, like if LeBron's never come to America to to Atlanta to, to, to try to bring a championship, he's going to go to places like well, he did do Cleveland, which is his hometown, right? Mm-hmm. But he's he's not going to reach out and try to help out in Atlanta. So it's it's nice to that when we get a superstar that to, to back him up. And he's not going to get the credit he, he deserves. He's he's six foot tall. He's my height. Yeah. It makes I, I I know they say he's six one on 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 paper. A lot of people that have seen him in person say he's actually like five ten. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah so he's he your height, look. Jackson. He's tall. He's like I'm like five nine with shoes. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm overweight now, dude. I'm overweight and old, but I just beat a Division two college player before I went under surgery for my arm. So you can beat people at six foot and, and below. Mm-hmm. You just have to be smarter than everyone around you. And you have to be a lot smarter than everybody around you. 
and fundamentals. Because, right, because what what you don't get in distance when you're pulling a shot, you have to uh, you have to basically really trick somebody so their athleticism can't make up for their mistakes. Mm, yeah. So when you 100%. see Trey, he can't leap very high. Like I, I can leap higher than that. Or I went in my in my prime. I can leap higher than Trey does. Like you see him, yes, to throw himself alley oops to, to dunk. He doesn't run up and dunk at all. He always throws himself alley oops to do it. Yeah, you know, he's in practice, and that just shows you he's he has no leaping ability. So he's got to be uber fast and uber deceptive in order to get a shot up. The fact that he pours in numbers above uh, Luca, and he has the same usage rate as Luca, and he has a better efficiency than Luca. Lucas six seven, yeah. yeah. Trey Young had from from what I saw after what you sent me, I read that Nicole Jokic and Trey yes. Young are the only two players in the league with estimated win shares over like eleven that played significant minutes. Like any other That's player that had a win Jokic. share, yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. That's so another thing about Jokic. Off- Jokic really is an MVP candidate. If you look at the stats, he proves it. Yeah. Yeah. And he got better at defense. And he got better at defense, which is wild. Because everyone was like, he's already a great offense. He's arguably the greatest <laughs> offensive player. All he needs to get better at defense. And then this year he comes out and he averaged like two steals a game in a block. I, I, saw, I saw this on some video, and I and I think it's something to keep in mind. Uh, they were talking about Larry Bird. And they're saying how Larry Bird would never do well in today's game. Uh, but then they said, we already have an example of Larry Bird. It's Jokic. He's a non-athletic, yeah. big, big white guy. He's slow. Who his skill set is way above everyone around his around him. Well, that was Larry Bird. And Larry Bird, I would say, was more athletic than, than Jokic. And so oh, yeah, he would have been the legend here, too. You know, and it's a good way of looking at it too, because you know, Jokic is just he's very efficient. And every time I go look up Trey stats and say, Okay, how did you do this year? I look at it and I go, Well, there's one person who only one person that really beats him stat for stat, and that's Jokic. So that should tell you, Jokic is really a beat. He deserves that MVP every time. I I totally agree with that. MVP right now? No, because here's the thing about Trey you have to understand. Uh, Most of the the big-time guys that are running right now, unless the Hawks themselves were first seed, they're not going to have – they're not even going to mention the MVP word. Mm. You, you know, they're talking about Luka being MVP when when the Mavericks were barely making the playoffs. So they, they they already have that mindset. To break that mindset, you have to do what I did with you guys and say, okay, why? And then they'll say, oh, and they talk about, again, tangibles. And I'm like, why does intangibles have to come into it? If you look at pure stats, it should be obvious who are the better players. And Jokic is like MVP every time if you looked at pure stats. Uh, and Beat's nice, but even as good as his team is, uh, I still think he, he just gets rocked by Jokic in every category. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you get to point guards, uh, if you were honest, if you ask my honest opinion, the second best point guard in the league is Trey. Uh, and the only agree. reason I put Steph above is because his shooting is unmatched. But I don't mm-hmm. think he's a better point guard, pure point guard than Trey. Trey Trey's vision, he's one of the best passer in the game. Probably, you know, Chris Paul's up there with him, you know, but I, Chris Paul's a lot further in his uh, career. So. Yeah. You know, you expect him to be a little bit wiser with the ball than, than Trey. No, I I agree. Like I, after interviewing Kevin Schonard of Hawks.com, he com- he convinced me in a conversation that he was saying that he thoroughly believes that 
at this point, Trey Young is arguably the best passer, not named LeBron James in the entire league. Like nobody else has the vision, the yeah. the the way that Trey Young can literally feed a needle like through the smallest holes. Like there's so many times where he'll be dribbling and the paint will look clogged, but then you see someone like Clint Capella slashing to the yes. basket and he just and there's threads one the ball. That's moving, right? There's one spot that's moving where you can pass that ball. And I say moving because everyone's in transition. It's all mm-hmm. happening within a second. And he puts the ball between other, other defenders right on, on target every time while the guy's jumping through the air. Like, it's it's insane. His Unbelievable. Passing. Yeah. He's 23. So, yeah, he's 23. Yeah, 28 and 10. Yeah. And this is where I say the one thing I've talked about this before. I just beg, beg that Trey Young watches Steph Curry's film. And Steph yes, Curry's not a good defender by any nope. means, but Curry does this thing on defense where he's really good at pickpocketing. I call yeah. it. It's like he's not necessarily a good defender, but he does this good thing where he gets his hand on the ball or he comes yeah. in from behind and yep. just robs the ball. And he's not necessarily a good defender, but he's really good at getting the ball, like getting in to the ball. Disrupts you know? He knows where to be. Yep, yep. And if he does that, if he just starts – I mean, he's not too bad. I think he was just just shy of a steal per, per game last season. Yeah, uh, he, yeah. Uh, so that's – that's actually deceptively better than what you would expect for somebody who's considered a very, very bad on-ball defender. He doesn't uh, have length. No, he doesn't. He, he but he's he's got enough intelligence that if he actually wasn't carrying the entire load offensively, he could probably be getting in passing lanes and and causing at least at least the people he's defending a problem with their their ball handling. Here's here's the best part about it. I I was a short de- defender in college, mm-hmm. uh, uh, six foot. I was basically always guarding the point guards, and then every now and then I would get fixed on on a shooting guard on on switches. And the very first time I would I would get switched onto a shooting guard, I would want to frustrate them, and I would do that by playing their dribble, trying to expose them as a as, as a ball handler, mm-hmm. and they would get frustrated and try to pass off real quick, or they'd try mm-hmm. to drive on me immediately, right? And then what you do is you say, okay, this guy is not a left handed dribbler, or, or usually they're not as good ball handler as the point guard. And so you'd force them to their weak hand or, or you'd force them into help. Hmm. And so there's things like that you could do and be undersized. Just don't let them push you over. Or when you do meet them uh, physically, make them push you over, you know, like make them physically push you over to yeah. get past. It, it, you know, Trey's got to be faster laterally than anybody. Right. Uh, uh, I've seen him take off from baseline after the, the other team made a shot. Take off in baseline and beat everyone down if there's they're lagging, <laughs> and like he, he, just go go look. It's hilarious. He'll literally run past people. They'll see him running past. They'll try to catch up. He'll still beat them to the to, to, to the, uh, uh, the the uh, net. And you're like, dude, he's got ungodly speed. And I bet you his <laughs> lateral speed's pretty good too. So if he just he could stay in front of somebody, force him to push him down, force uh, and then you if you're there, force him into help. So at least they're if they try to push through you, they're driving through traffic, mm. and I bet you it'll work out. Unless they're they really really fast, you know, good ball handled like Chris Paul, and with Chris Paul, since he's not as fast as he used to be, all you would have to do with him is just stay on him, just stay on him. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna slow walk it. He's gonna get to the the the, uh, uh, the mid range, and he's gonna try to dart back to take a shot. Just stay on him. He's fine. You don't need a you don't need a rush ahead to, to beat into the basket anymore. He's lost a step. So, 
Yeah. I think no, I, I I agree with that. I mean, for me, it's also so like the other day I played like some thirty year old who was six seven, and I was able to to block him twice while we were playing just one v one. And to come with you, I think it's it, it really comes down to being. I remember watching Denny Abdia last year. People were like shocked so that he would he locked down Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I think something people don't teach you until you get older, which I wish they would teach you, is your hips. People need to yes. learn how to move their hips. Yeah. Oh my God. I had my friend You're who could have played. Yep. Yeah. D1, he could play D1. He taught me because he said that his trainer used to put like straps on his hips and make him go like this. And he would pull <laughs> the straps while he moved his hips. And I swear to God, once I learned how to move my hips while like, like while someone was trying to drive and you just move your, you literally just keep doing this movement going backwards while literally just keeping them in front of you and then literally just have your hands up. You're, you don't even have like, even have to try to block the shot you're already there making it frustrating for them because most people are you usually think that if they can get downhill they're going to get past you but if you just stay right. in front of them they become they get frustrated because they're like i can't blow past this guy because most people when someone goes downhill they turn diagonal so they become yeah. flat so people yes. can more easily go past you when you're like this but if you you're always open and staying open like this where like you're not fully opening yourself but you're staying mm. like you're not no one's going to be able to get past you because they're going to have to literally charge you. I had a, I had a coach that told me uh, that when you're playing defense, hold your hands out like you're 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 holding a beam of light. And the, build, the beam of light is is coming out of the the offensive player. Just make sure you're catching that beam of light and you're redirecting oh. it away from the basket. Nice. Oh my and, god, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, I, I was a defensive specialist in in college and in high school. Uh, I, I was a streaky score, which sucked because <laughs> no one wants a streaky score. They want a really <laughs> good score and, and then hit them also to be miraculously good at defense. But I was, uh, I had, uh, I had multiple scholarships for, 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 as a defensive player. And, uh, uh, I'll tell you, man, people will be surprised how many things are involved in defense that are like defensive plays that you can pull that really do trap players, uh, offensive players and limit their ability to score on you, especially if they find spots they like, you know, then direct them the hundred percent, the opposite way and something adjacent, you know, something that's not quite right. Cause a lot of players are rhythm players too. Right. So there's ways to pull people out of rhythm, like darting towards somebody and backing up real quick, right. When they, you think they're about to do a stutter step or something and, and uh, you can get people off rhythm and that means their shot's going to be off rhythm. You can frustrate them if the, you feel like they're, insecure about their ball handling skills then just mm. you know up 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 at, at the ball a lot even if you're yeah. nowhere near the ball it doesn't matter like yeah people get really really self-conscious when they play and it's overthinking yeah so would would you compare yourself to a cam reddish right now <laughs> no cam reddish uh made it to nba and i did not uh, <laughs> uh, uh honestly no because cam cam's problem is he dropped this defensive stuff and then try to become a pure scorer, and mm -hmm. he's overthinking everything he's doing, and that's the reason why he's not doing well at, at where he's at. If he just played his role, whatever he was given, and just do it to the absolute best he could be, get in the gym early, shoot, and do all those things, and then be a lockdown defender no matter what. If you're a lockdown defender, they want you in there. And, and as long yeah. as you're not a liability like Ben Simmons, they're going to put you in the game. Mm. So yeah. he just he's not – 
he's not thinking it through. I, I honestly think he's he hasn't put enough thought into the right things, and that's why, why he struggles. Aaron, you do you agree with me that I believe anyone can be a D two, D three, and a low level D one yeah. basketball player if you have if you hone your fundamentals, you hone your craft. But then to be a power five or a top D1 or a professional basketball player, that's where I believe genetics come in. Like there's guys who don't have the genetic balance and they have they become very elite at one skill, which or one or two skills, which makes them NBA. Like Trey Young, he's a great passer, he's a great shooter, God. which allows yeah. him to be in the NBA. But there's other guys that, yes, they were great D1, D2, D3 basketball players, but they just don't, they didn't hit the genetic lottery. Or like they're not elite at one skill set that makes them. I, I, I love you to this, Cyro, but I, I I don't think so. I, I think. What do you think? I, think, I don't think Trey Young, Trey, Trey Young is genetically gifted anywhere. Mm -hmm. I, I think he's a person who was driven by his father's uh, knowledge of what he could have done and didn't do, and he invested it back in his son. He, he got him in touch with NBA players. They told him what the the true uh, way pathway is to get there. And he just worked really hard. Uh, if I feel like if I had done a half of what Trey young would have done, I would have had a chance. And uh, I honestly you want to elaborate. Like what specifically so did Trey? Like, I, I, like I was lazy growing up. Right. My dad was an incredibly good basketball player. Uh, he was only five ten, but he can, he could light you up from three. It didn't matter if you're in his face or not. He was clever. And he wasn't fast. He wasn't athletic. He was just an amazing shooter. And I was a cut and slash guy. I loved to just be in there in the trees. And I like to jump over them and like to surprise <laughs> them. I really was a, uh, if you put something in front of me, that was a wall. I wanted to knock it down or do something fancy that you didn't see in a comment. Mm -hmm. That was me growing up. And I put a lot of work in my ball handling and my passing skills because passing skills came up because I, I realized that no one wants a six foot, you know, uh, rim runner. They want, they want a six foot point guard who might rim run or whatever. Right. So I, I learned how to pass and I learned how to pass well. And uh, I did never put in the work for shooting at all. I only practice games. I never went in and just shot 5,000 shots, you know, or whatever it took in a day. And then when I started hearing about like what would an NBA player do in order to get in the NBA, these people shot over and over and over for hours without playing with anybody. Just shot, just got that, that shot down. So whether they had someone in their face or not, they, they were going to hit it. I never put that work in. I thought, well, I'll just keep playing basketball. I, I There was probably about a four or five year time period where I played nonstop, almost seven days a week. If I found a, play, a court to play in, I played it. And I played it even when it was cold, even when it was rainy. I just played. And I tried to play with somebody. If it was indoor courts, you know, when it was the weather wasn't right, I tried to find an indoor court. I went played at run and shoot back in the day, and that's in Atlanta. Uh, run and shoot was this like they had 16 indoor courts downtown and a lot of like ex pro players and all that would go down there. I thought I was hot shit. I can't, I had, I had uh, two, I had two uh, uh, scholarships that I was turning down for, for Christian colleges uh, because I didn't like the college, you know, and uh, they were for basketball scholarships. 
And I just won league MVP in my high school that year. That was, that was a senior. Nice. And, and so I was, well, it's a small school system, right? So all you had to be, it's not terrible. Uh, <laughs> and I, but I thought I was amazing. And I went down there and I, I didn't get picked the first couple games. And that really upset me because I'm like, I'm just short white guy, right? But they don't know how good I am. Uh, I didn't think I understood what the difference in, in, in levels was. I was a very good high school player and I might've been able to be on one of these traveling teams if I had really put work in, but the, I didn't. Uh, the very first play came down. My guy stole the ball from somebody. I ran down a, a, after him. He was an inch or two shorter than me. He went to go jump up the, for the layup. I went to go block him. And then I realized he went another foot above me and dunked it. So I got dunked on my first day in run. Oh, it was the worst feeling ever because he was shorter than me. And I was like, I got springs. I was like, there's no way. I, I led the league in blocks two years in a row yeah, at, at six foot. I blocked a six foot eight guy when he went for a dunk during my high school game. And I was like excited, right? Yeah. No. It, it, this guy was a nobody and he dunked on me. Like, because down and run and shoot, people, uh, NBA players off season, uh, you know, really good uh, street ball players, college players, D1, D2, D3, all of them are playing down there, and that's where they go play. Mm-hmm. And I, it was a system shock for me, and it took me a couple of years to even play with those people. Hmm. Do you think, with you saying that, do you think then – a lot of the chance of becoming an NBA player is also opportunity based. Yeah. Uh, You can get, you could be like me play with a lot of good people that love playing. I played with uh, ex Georgia tech players. I like street ball played with them all the time. I was better than a lot of them, which, which to me was like uh, convinced me that where I was in in life. But if I had someone like Lamar, you know, LeVar ball, right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, who said, no, 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 we need to get you in an MBA training camp and mm. not 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 just college training camps and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We need to get you in uh, these these areas that will actually hone what you need for, for the next level. And get your I name out there. Helped. That would have helped a lot. I, it would have been a system shock again for me. I would have said, oh, crap, I'm a, I have huge deficits in my shooting ability. Mm-hmm. I don't shoot threes because I, I can leap over most people my size without them realizing what happened and then shoot at a very high jump shot. So I, I would literally use that same leaping I did to dunk to, to jump shoot, which was less accurate than a set shooter would be, but gave me the advantage of shooting over taller players. But if I just practice shooting like Trey did, just go back, just go back more, just go back more. I can have a nicer, more accurate shot. I can shoot from further out. And I'd be a lot more useful today, today's game mm-hmm. and all that stuff that you just, you, unless you know, you know, you don't, you know, and I didn't learn any of that until well into my adulthood that I just made a bad turn. And therefore there was no chance of me ever getting past, you know, I, I could have, st- I could have either started or been a bench player on a, on a bad D one team. You know what I'm saying? That, that was my prime and that's still nothing. Yeah. Not- no, it's still very impressive though, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a basketball man. I uh, so I'm 46. I, I, I just had. Oops, sorry, wrong shoulder. <laughs> I, I just had uh, 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 a rotator cuff surgery. Oh. 
I had I had three severed uh, 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 three torn ligaments out of the five that you have in your shoulder. Yeah, two, two of them were completely severed. Damn. While I had that injury, I beat a D two six foot two uh, uh, college player. Damn. Um, and I'm fat too. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like eighty pounds overweight, and I beat him just through trickery. You know, I I, I know the game very well, and it shocked him because I didn't used to. I, I didn't come close before, but as I started getting in shape. He realized that oh no, like you know, he, he could play, you know, and I, I I actually beat him the last two days before he moved, and huh. and then I had surgery. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get back out there again. I, I I will not be, I would not be anything ever again. I'm too old, and I, I I missed my chance, and I missed many opportunities when my dad used to tell me that you need to shoot more and that you're not shooting enough, and I didn't. I, I wanted to be Dominique Wilkins, man. I, I I admired the guy growing up. I love the the showboating and the dunking. So I started tra- training for dunking, but I never, you know, I'm only six foot. No, I completely understand. When I first started playing travel basketball, or my parents were working full time. They didn't have t- time to take me. So my dad yeah. would take me to the library and I would take out books on Dennis Rodman, Hakeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, you know, you got Charles Oakley and yeah. all these guys, Rashid, Ben Wallace and all these big men. And I, all I wanted to do was be, I love rebounding. And to this day, always, whenever I play, people always call me like a hustler or like yeah. rebound. Like I'm the guy coming in, flying in. Like no matter who's there, I'm always leading any game in rebounds because I love rebounds. I love that feeling of rebounds. I love the feeling of someone having the ball in their hand and me sticking my one hand in there and just ripping it out or just pulling <laughs> it out. Just and like it's just. But I like you said, I always wanted to be Dennis Rodman. I always wanted to be Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Rodman, and then and then I realized, well, I'm fucking six one. With, and like I'm not going to be Dennis fucking Rodman, no. so I, your D three team or D two team. Yeah, yeah. And so I realized that I'm never going to be six seven, and I started falling in love with Matthew Dellavedova, Facundo Campazzo, Pat Bev, all these you know five ten, five nine, six foot guys who were pesky mm-hmm. ass defenders. And you know, going back watching like Mono Ginobili, like right now I've been working on this move Mono does where he, he puts the ball behind him and then he grabs it and he lay up with the left hand or he do it with the left oh, hand. Clever. You, you can't get a strip easily there. Yeah. So I've been because I one of my favorite moves that I have is I do a reverse layup either side that I I I yeah. go baseline and if I, I I start at the top of the key, if I don't find the shot on the wing, I go to the baseline and then I, I run through the baseline and now that I've played with a couple people regularly, they expect me to drive baseline. So like they'll anticipate me to go reverse. So I'm like, oh, I gotta find a way to counteract that. So I started doing the mono Ginobili, like you said, like I said earlier, around the back, because they'll think, oh, I'm gonna go with my right hand. No, I switch it up mid layup and I finish left. That way it's on That's the other side. That's another thing I did not do. I did not strengthen my my ability to control the ball in the air with my left hand. Mm. I you know, I, I don't do left handed layups. I always did two handed layups when I was from the mm. left side. Uh, I could dribble left-handed, mm-hmm. just as right-handed. Uh, ball handling is essential for us short guys. Yes. So you must get very good with it. You know. My uh, friends call me Bob Cousy when I dribble because I'm. I like what I do is I go down low. I try to go real right. low because the lower you are, the that means the guy has to go reach in. Yep. So I yeah. I'll dribble literally super low near yep. me because that means you have to get real close to me to get the ball from me and. Literally took a while, but now I can literally pull up from dribbling literally by my knees and take a shot because it used to like I'll, I would drop the ball or not get my shot now, but now I can just literally 
pull up from real low because if you're driving through traffic and there's three guys, you can just dribble past them by having it real yes. low. Because if it go low, no one wants to. No one wants to reach down there, especially taller guys. Yeah, yeah. The taller yeah. guys just dribble lower, and it bothers the crap out of them because they're like, "Well, it might as well be not even here." And yeah, like, reach they're gonna wait for you to go to the rim. Yeah. Uh, and it lets you create space. Yeah, that's another thing about uh, uh, block shots that I found very interesting is that you know where the ball's going. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, end of story. You know where the ball's going, right? So blocking shots should be easy. <laughs> You're like, you. no matter what move he does with that ball, <laughs> the ball's still going towards that, that basket. Yeah. So meet it there, and you're good, you know? Yeah, literally, that you just took the uh, – I when I played that guy who was 6'7", he uh, taught me a, a tip. He was just like, if you ever get blown past you, most people, oh, think I got to chase the guy. No, you want to get to the spot where he's going. Yeah. Yeah. You want – so literally cut him off. And that's yeah. what – and I picked that – he taught me that, and I like four – it's been four days since he's taught me that. I think I've got – I've averaged like two blocks every game I've played since then because yeah. if I get blown past, I literally Defense. run to right in front the hoop. Defense is a skill. It's a skill that can be taught. It's a, uh, Once someone gets in that mindset, is as complex as the offense. And anybody who's a good offensive player, they're good because they know how to ex- how to exploit defenses. So all you have to mm-hmm. do is exploit those holes, and you can become a good defensive player. I think the problem – I think teaching someone to have an offensive mindset is easier than a defensive yeah. mindset. Yeah. I don't know why. I love the defensive mindset more than an offensive mindset, but I think maybe offense gives more dopamine because you're scoring, yeah. and that's what everybody wants. But Everyone people real – yeah. Like anyone can become a defensive player, but there's a difference when you become a defensive dog because you have that mindset that you love yes. just yes. being and pestering. You like just being an asshole. You like being <laughs> like, cause people don't realize playing good defense takes as much energy as playing good offense. Maybe even more. Oh, yeah. Sorry. My phone's going off for some stupid reason. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, as far as, the season's coming up and everything. Is there any other teams you guys want to talk about outside of the Hawks? I feel really dirty. <laughs> no, it's all good. Who's, let's let, to wrap it up. I want to hear who is your favorite player slash team that isn't the Atlanta Hawks right now. Uh, yeah, could be far, young guy or old guy. All right, so this is tough. I, I my favorite player is not on the team. My favorite team outside the Hawks uh, right now. I'm a Pelly fan. Because I really liked how well they did without Zion, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see how Zion plays. Like I love his. I'm just gonna like okay. One of my favorite, like, he's not necessarily my favorite player, but one of the th- favorite things watching uh, when he was playing was when somebody got a rebound, some power forward or center got a rebound, and uh, the Pelicans were all running down. And Zion didn't. He just walked up and grabbed the ball and threw the player off the ball. I don't remember what it was or who it was, but it was hilarious. And then he just went over and dunked it. It was <laughs> it was it was a good old uh, "I'm a man and you're not" moment, you know. I, that might have been from summer league. I feel like I know exactly what you're talking about. Maybe it's not summer league, but yeah, he just yanks it out from him. I feel like yeah, I know so, exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so Z- yeah, Zion basically yanks the ball out of another big man's hand. And it wasn't like he pulled the ball out. It felt like he threw the player off the ball. (laughs) Does that make sense? Like, the guy was really holding on to it. But (laughs) a a forklift or a gorilla came in there and just ruined it. You know? Somebody somebody way stronger, massively stronger, took it all out of his hands. 
I, I love Zion. I was hoping that the Pelicans uh, were going to dog him and that the Hawks were going to pick him up or something. Was, Isn't he from Atlanta? Huh? He's going Isn't to play. Zion... Wait, uh, where is Zion from? Is he an Atlanta boy? I don't know, but there is still that video of him like uh, walking by on draft day, walking by the Atlanta uh, Hawks uh, seat and then touching it. I was like, man, I, I wonder if he's giving homage to Dominique or something. He, North, North Carolina, he's from uh, North Carolina, so probably being from North Carolina, Atlanta was the team he cheered. Yeah, for that would be up. it. Yeah, yeah, but I, I would have loved to have him, uh, but he started losing weight, and I was like, no one's gonna let go of him now. Yeah, yeah, twenty-seven. He averaged twenty-seven at twenty. Yeah, guy's gonna be a monster. Twenty-seven, seven, and four. God, he's going to be a monster. Yeah. I, wanted, I wanted him to be our monster. Do you think he uh, needs to learn how to shoot three-pointers? You know what's funny? No. Shaq didn't need to, and I think Shaq would still be fine nowadays. So right now there's a big deal about about uh, today's game, uh, the fact that you need a, a a fast center who can get out there and defend people on the on, uh, outside in the three-point range and who can also stretch the floor to allow other people yeah. to cut. Like I oh think my. that, I think that has merit, but I think there are some people that that will, uh, that will bridge that gap. Like there are people that are so good, it doesn't matter. They can't do that, you know. Uh, it's it does because I mean I just think that there's there's some dudes who are so impactful. I would say Rudy Gobert can be that way. The reason why they were able to get around it is because he's, he's a bad defender out, out on the. Uh, uh, out on the wing. So everybody just spread things out and Rudy had to float. And therefore there was always a person open. You could just pass it around until you mm -hmm. found that person and you got to, you got to open three, but they if, just exposed them that way. Right. And that's really because Rudy was their only defender. Mm -hmm. And they had really yeah. good defenders, defenders, on ball defenders. He could have, they could have let him float out there and just come back to help once something collapsed. You're but, one of the few people who realizes that the Utah jazz is, basically exploited Rudy Gobert by after one season when the Clippers exploited him, they didn't go out and get more perimeter defenders, which they needed. No, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. no, they did. They had none. Like that, yeah. that whole team was, was they're going to be a joke this year because now you got rid of the only thing that you relied on for defense. Now, yeah. one of two things will happen. Either they'll all learn how to play defense in one year, which I don't see that happening. Mm -hmm. That's very difficult. That's a mindset you have to have built in or, they're going to get Look rid at of Andrew him. Wiggins, how long it took him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wiggins is also kind of one of those things where he could have been amazing early on if people just stopped telling him he was going to be amazing. I think he would have been fine. <laughs> you know, that stuff gets into young people's head, man. It really does. You took it. I wrote an article on that. And part of the problem was people don't realize how bad Jimmy Butler probably was for Andrew Wiggins because people don't yeah. realize. Uh, Jimmy Butler, people don't remember this, but Jimmy Butler's last day in Minnesota, he ran a practice with playing with the second unit. He didn't score at all, and he was yelling, you need me to fucking win. You need yep. me to fucking win. And literally, he was playing against Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, and supposedly Andrew Wiggins had his shit blocked multiple times by Jimmy Butler, and he was screaming at Andrew yeah. Wiggins and shit and yelling, <laughs> you need me to fucking win. And like yeah. in Andrew Wiggins' face yep. in the general manager's that. face. Yeah, Jimmy Butler is not a great guy, but he's an amazing player. Uh, you, really, he's not a great guy. 
Uh, I think he's I a great guy. He, he gets a bad rap. He's not a great guy. I'm saying, like, I don't think he's good psycho- uh, psychologically for certain people. Like, it, okay, yeah. yes. Like MJ. Oh my. Yeah, like MJ. MJ wasn't either. Yeah, he wasn't. The, like, MJ was one of the, the, the worst people you want talking to young people. And I think Jimmy's kind of the same way. And it's not that – it's not even that what – Jimmy's saying is wrong. It's a hundred percent right. It's just that he has no tact. He has no he way. He goes of saying, about it okay. wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, you're delivering something, right? You're delivering a message to somebody. You want to put it in a package that survives the trip. So yeah. And, and, and that's the way. Like Jimmy d- can't do that. He's gonna he's gonna jam something down your throat, and either you're going to uh, choke on it, or you or, or you're gonna or you're gonna be able to swallow it. And I yeah. think some people can't choke on it. Like younger kids, they yeah. just can't. They, it's too much. It's too yeah. much reality. It, my my uh, my nephew's staying with me now. He's sixteen, mm-hmm. and he's part of your generation, right? Uh, of uh, weak men. <laughs> I, and I say that because that's, yeah. that's the cycle. Cycle is uh, yeah. uh, uh, strong men bring good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. So oh, that's good shit. That's good. That's it's a it's a reality. We're yeah. in that cycle right now of weak men. We're in the last we're in the last twenty years of the eighty year cycle. Right. the The weak men cycle is creating bad times, or is about to create bad times. That's why we're we're about to fall. Right. Yeah. And uh, and unfortunately, weak men have a hard time hearing something from strong men. They can't. You know, you can't just deliver the message as you were delivered as a as a as a kid because mm-hmm. you were stronger than your your. You know, it's, it's 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 like it's too rough of a transition. So what I'll do is I'll use grating humor, and then my then he'll get defensive, and then I'll walk it back and explain it, and then that walking back explain makes it easier to swallow. I'm still delivering it the way I was delivered it, uh-huh. but instead of scowling and walking off like a Jimmy Butler would do, <laughs> I then walk it back his defenses and explain why I I was that way, like. I'm giving you the same advice that men for 10,000 years give their uh, sons. Yeah. It's, it's hard to hear, but iron sharpens iron. Wet noodles don't sharpen anything. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get it and you're going to, you're going to swallow it. And I'm going to help you break down your defenses to explain it to you. So, so, because I know it's too much for him, you know, it's too, too much to be told that he's, he's being a wuss, you know? And, and the problem is you can't, you can't be a, a strong pillar of your house as a wuss. No. You can't be hiding behind uh, behind your wife, you know? It ain't gonna yeah. work. Yeah. And that's like yeah, no, most of society right. right now. Yeah. My dad, it's tough. I, I have an older dad who's uh, yeah. 67. So, wow. and my dad had me at 44 years old. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and my youngest sister, he had at 50. So, my dad. Yeah, my dad. My dad's an old ball. Like most of my friends, my dad is the same age as their grandparents. Wow. And yeah. yeah, like my girlfriend's grandma is the same age as my dad. So, I I have a very a lot of things I I, I know watch stuff is just because like my dad is also stoner. So growing up, <laughs> my my dad believed in if we're gonna watch or do anything, we're gonna do shit that I want to do too. So I didn't watch normal kid shows. I just watched you know like Mork and Mindy. And you know, yeah, well, yeah. like other or like other stuff or like the Dick Van Dyke show. And there's a, a great uh when you said you you tell your nephew stuff that men have been telling their sons for thousands Ten, of years. Yeah, Ten thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is it. 
Yeah, it, it comes back to like 100%. I just think, yeah. I don't know. Uh, also, my parents are both foreign. So you, I wouldn't say they're, too. yeah. So it, it's not that they're strict, but uh, my. They're more traditionalist. Yeah, they. No, no, you're good. You're good. I just, yeah. my dad, Um, I guess the best way to say it is talk big, but walk with a bigger stick is the best way to say it. The old Teddy yeah, Roosevelt quote is yeah. my dad was like, it always said like, if you're going to be a man, you have to act like a man. Okay. And in the, and a man being a man, it's like, also like, he's like any asshole can put their, the, the their foot on the gas, but not every asshole knows how to, when to take the foot off the gas or you know, anyone can pull the trigger of a gun, but not everyone knows how to shoot a gun. And I think that comes, I think comes down to like, I don't know. It's just like, there's so much to being a man, respecting women, taking care of women, you know, being a like being an example for other people. And just like you said, it's just I think a lot. And I know like there's a lot of NBA players, and a lot of athletes who don't have father figures. So that like, yes. could be especially um, this generation. You got to understand, like it's it's more popular to be to have a single parent. And it makes no sense because it's so hard for a child to learn what they need from both their parents when they're mm-hmm. only there. Like yeah. uh, we need to know both genders and we need to know how they work things. And we need to know, we need to learn healthy relationships with them. And that's why both parents is important. Exactly. Yeah. My, my dad moved away when I was a kid and he, my mom dated, you know, I've lived with my mom for like the last 21 years. And so my mom, when I was in middle school, such a critical time, I feel like when you're growing up for a guy, yeah. she yeah. dated this beasts former married firefighter two kids and he was like the perfect father-esque figure for like two years and just still kind of hold those principles to date so it's just like super important that's why like i feel like even just stuff like like even with what we're doing with right now with aaron is like extremely valuable even Mm -hmm. for so i feel like for a good portion of in high school i was raised by my mom's working three jobs i was raised by the internet in, in different facets of life it's important, man. Uh, we, we need role models, right? Uh, women need women role, role models that, that are good, strong women. You know, like, again, when we talk about traditional roles, it, it real traditional roles were never weak women. You know, it's it's not the way that's not the way it ever was. These were strong women back in the day who ran the house. They ran down. Yeah. Like uh, my wife and I, we have a traditional setup and uh i am the master of the house she is the manager of the house uh i do not override her anything in the house like people don't understand it it's like no uh, my wife she says that we eat corn tonight we eat corn tonight and i don't override it because she's the master of the house or the manager of the house as the master of the house my wife serves me that means she makes sure i can work she makes sure that i have the things that i need she provides for me to provide for the house does that make sense Mm-hmm. And it, she does my clothes. It, it's it's not that I can't do clothes, and it's not that she's subservient to me. Mm-hmm. I serve the home by providing and protecting. You know, yeah. So it, traditional gender roles, when they're done right, are meant to be complementary. You know, we all have strengths. Yeah. You know, and we're supposed to complement each other. You know, like the, my wife's strengths. If she feels like a kid is being too hard, we're too hard on him or we feel like emotionally he's not getting something right. She senses it. Yeah, like, their intuition like, is, Yep, it's other word, worldly. It is, and she senses it light years before I do, and she calls me on the carpet, and I take it. 
And I and, and we're like, okay, she doesn't disrespect me in front of people because she knows that my manhood's important, right? And uh, if she disrespects me in front of somebody else, it's called demasculating. It, it, it's it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad for respect. You know, mm-hmm. people need to the, the, to show each other respect in, in, in public. If I have an issue with her, we pull it out to the side. I don't want to show. I don't want to undermine her 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 authority, and she doesn't want to undermine mine. But that mutual respect is how we work things, and it it's important. We have seven kids. Wow! So you can't you can't survive seven kids unless you do it right. Yeah, all, yeah, all of your yeah. kids are going to be beasts. Yeah, right. they're going to be. If great half people. were beasts, we've done the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was still, good. That was... Free will, man, and agency. You know, like uh, uh, we have two kids that were. I'm not going to name names, and I, I'm not allowed to talk about them personally, but they were horribly abused. And one, I had to send back recently to a uh, uh, to a mental facility. By and the way, it, my consolences for that. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, and the other one is thriving. So they both went to the same thing, same parents, same everything. One's thriving, one's not. Agency is still a thing, you know? We are still individuals, right? Mm-hmm. So when you make a choice, it's up to you. Yeah, man. Aaron, thank you for coming on. Jesus, yeah, Christ. I, I, it's been 45 minutes since you've been on with us. And, and oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it felt like it was two minutes. It felt like you were here. It, well, you guys incredible. are awesome. I, I feel like you're, you know, I know you haven't heard from me. You just see me in text. But I, I, I really love the people here, and I wanted to keep in, in, the, in the community. Thank you very thank much. You, man. That's what we're trying to build here, and we hope to have you on soon, soon oh, again. Yeah. be awesome. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Thank you, uh, man. Kids I, really going to school, I, I won't have kids running back from behind me, which is the only reason why I haven't jumped on earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, school's about to start up. Thank you, Aaron. Again, right, thank guys. you. And right, uh, anybody else who's watching, just know if you just reach out if you ever want to come on and just talk hoops like Aaron did today and just talk about life, really. Yes, sir. So a great guy. Any last thought? That was awesome. That was fucking he's, awesome. That was he's crazy. Like the perfect human being <laughs> yeah dude i have goosebumps from the end of that conversation that was wild man i really enjoyed that that was just insightful yeah yeah i feel like i should uh, go back and take more notes and just... yeah back in the box <laughs> <laughs> thank you aaron again that back was really box. great really great so i think that's a great point where we wrap it up right here i'm gonna just get on with my day post this on the streaming services but as always guys if you guys did enjoy today's show be a friend and tell a friend if you guys didn't like it just forget it ever fucking happened now go check out jackson on you like that one i had a good role right there uh, it, it was un 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 uh interrupted but yeah no so i hope you guys do have a great day and Oh, KD, Anthony Davis, and Ben Simmons are all working out together. Oh, wait, no, they're in LA. Whoa, KD to uh, the Lakers. KD, Anthony Davis, and Ben Simmons all hanging out. That is cool. Whoa, AD to the Nets? (laughs) What, dude, if they gave up AD for for Kyrie, I think the world (laughs) would blow up. Love you too, Aaron. That was awesome. All right, bub. We're going to head out here. Go check out Jackson's. How many channels do you have now? 15, 20, 25, 30? I mean, like 25-ish, but I cut it down to like 15 active. Uh, How many? What's your most subscribers? 
Will Upton. I have about forty, forty-five thousand in total. Somewhere around like there. combined. I count them every day. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> All right, buddy. you won't be able to find I... any of them. I don't. I don't promote them. I know. I know. It's you, really you make... cool. It's really cool when I get a comment on like I do a Bears one with one of my buddies, and I'll, I'll be like, like, dude, it like I watch you every day because you cover my two favorite teams, the Rockets and the Bears. It's so wild. I need to make an NFL video. <laughs> I've been meaning to make a Bills video. Same, yeah. Football's back right now. My Bucks yeah, I need, are doing pretty well. I need to make a video. Football's back. Uh, it's just getting into the rhythm of making football videos because also my football videos are very long. Yeah, I like that though. Yeah, I like the. Just need to build up your base. Yeah, I know. I, I I'm starting to build up. I'm almost at like 500 subscribers. Also, you have done a fantastic job. I think we've gained like 100 subs since you've taken over. No, we've only gained like 30. But, but still, it, I'm like, liking the numbers. They're they're spiking. I'm the numbers them. are spiky. The activities on the channel is doing so much better yeah. since you take it over. And plus, the Dude, clips I make way it. more sense. I I just like I I feel like I only want to produce clips that are applicable. Yeah, like, I don't. The other guys' clips were kind of random. They were suit like a like a like for example like Brittany Griner. I'm not even gonna like yesterday's episode. I don't even know. I'll maybe get one or two clips from it. Like I think the real meat is in like Swaggy's episode yeah. when we're talking specific. Like who? Maybe ten people watch us talk about Brittany Griner, but like. Uh... I is it a worth yes- a whole upload? I don't know. I made a video yesterday for Britney Grinder and got 81 views. Yeah, like is it? So no one gives a fuck. No one gives it a worth fuck. it at that point. I, yeah. I at that <laughs> I wanted to test it out, and that's why I did it. Yeah, yesterday. I wanted yeah. to see will me posting a WNBA Britney Grinder video go, like do well, and turns yeah. out no, nobody fucking watches mm-hmm. WNBA Britney Grinder videos. Yeah, and yeah. if you are gonna watch a Britney Grinder video, you're probably gonna watch it on CNN or or Fox News or wherever you get your actual like fucking channel. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, bub. I'll talk to you later. Talk to yeah, you. Yeah, we'll go weekend. You too, bro. Enjoy it. Peace.